0: Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford. It sounded like you said
1: Crawfords as if there were several of them. Sorry, I'm (laughs) laughing. (laughs) (laughs) One is enough. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) I'm your other host, Matthew Rodriguez. Welcome to SlayerFest 98. Today we are
0: joined by... Introduce yourselves.
2: I... I am Christina Monlos. I am very happy to be here. Um, I am a senior editor at Adweek Magazine and I've known Ian for years because yeah. we worked together at New School.
0: Yeah, yeah. Back when we were both in college. And also joined by
3: uh, Hi, I am Alyssa Newman. I am a Buffy enthusiast. In- enthusiast. <laughs> I think that might be an understatement. Um, I'm a bartender. I'm a product manager in gaming. Um, but Buffy is kind of my main thing. So <laughs> real happy to be here.
0: <laughs> We're happy to have you here. <laughs> um, so what we like to do with first-time guests is have them tell us their Buffy origin story. Um, and Christina, I'll have you go first. Tell us what brought you to Buffy.
2: So Alyssa's will be much better, so it makes sense (laughs) for her to go (laughs) second. Um, I, as most people in their late 20s, watch like WB shows and all that business. Um, I watched a little bit of Buffy when it aired initially, Um, but I was much more of a Roswell fan. Uh, eventually when I was in college, my very good friend Therese, um, basically made me watch it for the first time. Um. Oh, I didn't know that. All the way through. Yeah. I mean.
0: We also worked with Therese together.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um. She didn't force me to do it, but she just talked about it so much that it was like, oh, okay, this will be easier if I just watch all of Buffy. And then it was a show that I ended up loving. I Mm. mean, how could you not? It was also one where um, in the first um, cultural criticism class that I had, there was an essay written about Buffy and what it means in the larger cultural context. It Uh put that show on like another level and to see the way that it's been written about now. I don't know. I just, I love, I love Buffy.
0: Cool. Cool. And what was, do you remember like, so did you basically just start from the beginning with Therese? yeah okay. that's fair. I
2: went through the whole thing, okay, and,
0: and uh, alyssa, what was what is your origin story for Buffy?
3: okay, well, she talked it up and actually her origin story was pretty fucking dope, so <laughs>
0: hopefully
3: mine actually lives up to hers, but um when I was about six years old and the movie came out, I think in 92, Uh, my brother showed it to me and was like, look at this awesome fucking movie starring Christy Swanson and that guy from 90210. And I was like, yes, I love this. And I loved it. And it was my favorite fucking movie for like five years. And then they announced the television show and I remember going to my fourth grade class and having a uh, show and tell. And you're normally supposed to bring something in that you're proud of. And I didn't bring anything in that week. I just said, my new favorite television show is premiering this week. And it's called <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: And I'm oh so God. excited.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have to present
0: <laughs> that's so cute. <laughs> See, so that's it lives just... up.
3: <laughs> I was just I from the movie and yeah, and I here I am what now. I am 30 years
1: old. What so. <laughs> grade were you in when this happened? The 4th grade. <laughs> 1997. I, wanna, I feel like I would have like been like if I were the the teacher, I would have been like, "Oh, I support you," but also like that wasn't the assignment, and you're failing fourth grade. Like...
3: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure Miss Schuler from Dallin Elementary in <laughs> and Massachusetts was, so um, was very understanding. <laughs> oh
0: my god! <laughs> I, I do love that story. I think I actually have heard that story before, Alyssa, but I fucking love
3: it is all i had to share
0: (laughs) well
1: Um, for all of our listeners out there today we're here to talk about choices which is one of my favorite season three episodes it's only because it gives us that lovely lovely like velour dress that willow wears which we'll talk about later
0: which is a i feel like it's a prelude outfit to like what she wears throughout season five and six well that's your opinion (laughs) um Um, also i wanted to point out that Alyssa is probably Alyssa, and i once went to buffy trivia together um Mm -hmm. the gay geeks of new york do like a once more feeling sing-along every year um i think what is it the east village no not the east wherever somewhere in new york And Alyssa and I went together, and we won trivia, just the two of us, against every other team. And it was just me and Alyssa. First place. And we came in first fucking place. And TS, who was a guest on our podcast in season two, came out after he like graded all the trivia things. And he goes, what was your team's name? Because I think you're probably the one that won. And I was like, I forget what our name was. Do you remember, Alyssa?
3: Oh, fuck no. Yeah,
0: but it was. I was like, oh, yeah, that's us. And he was like, yeah, you won. I knew you were going to win, even if it was just two of you. And I've never been more proud of myself in my life. <laughs> okay, that was my
3: proudest moment
0: of my life, because they had a
3: question, and it was like, this is an extra hard question. This is one that no one's going to get. And the question was literally, what lipstick color did faith steal from joyce <laughs> when she had her held hostage and i i knew the answer So well, she did, was, what lipstick I, color God.
0: harlot yeah yeah in, in my because in my brain i was like something that's like synonymous with like oh like slutty or something like Kinda that slutty. yeah <laughs>
2: I mean, they like to be a little on the nose. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, And I just need to point out that Alyssa is such a Buffy fan that she outshines me because she has the Slayer Scythe tattooed on her back. In color, right, Alyssa? Correct, yes, in color. And it is awesome. Real big. Um, I'll tweet
3: a picture of it later. Oh, great. Get excited, everyone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so... Matthew, I'm sorry, I derailed as I do. No, no. no. <laughs> um The opening of this episode I feel like does the thing that like we get in prom and that Joss Whedon does so often where like it really is setting up the fact that like Buffy and Angel are totally gonna break up soon, right? Like I feel well, like yeah. definitely is this sorry, I have
1: notes, but I don't have notes on the opening scene. This is where they're in the graveyard talking about the future or yeah, no? Yes, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this so is where
2: think, Buffy is like, "Oh, you never take me anywhere."
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, and he's like, right. "I took you to that crypt the other day."
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but isn't this? I think this is one of those moments where, like, we're supposed to understand at least that they not they may not be on the same page. Like we, yeah. as the audience, get more about the conversation than Buffy does
0: yeah totally but he kind
1: of thinks everything's hunky dory and we're kind of like
0: no he's gonna leave your ass yeah and it's gonna be sad and Ian is gonna cry (laughs) Um, I
2: don't think they belong together
0: Thank you. Matthew, anyway. Matthew agrees, Christina.
3: <laughs> Alyssa, this belongs
1: with someone that they met when they were 17. Mm-hmm.
3: But he was like 300, so <laughs> average it out. So it's like
2: Woody Allen's ideal relationship.
0: <laughs> oh, my. oh my God. <laughs> but you're not wrong, Christina. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um let's talk about the the next scene where they're all talking about what they're gonna do after college after high school because it's very clear that they're like hey the season's almost ending we gotta talk about what's gonna happen next yeah um and they're all going to college and fucking xander's reading on the road which i always (laughs) find so hysterical <laughs> I, also, all the poets were gay, and they keep tr- they keep trying to say whether or not Xander's going to be gay, and they keep hinting towards it. And like on the road, doesn't on the road have like explicit gay sex in it? I've never read that book. I'm gonna oh I'm my putting god, myself. I've to never shame. read that book long time ago. But all the bees were gay, and they had
0: sex with each other. Are you ready? I've never read it. Oh my god, <laughs> no one's read
1: that book. Okay, so I read
3: are, it, but I read it a time ago. the worst.
0: I just like to remind you all, I have two degrees and I still never read the fucking book. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, but
3: I think we can take a step back and realize we are not the worst. Xander is the worst. Well, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So. And it and it does make sense. Like, I feel like, Matthew, you're totally right. That, like, because, you know, I mean, like, those, like, douchebag, like, dude, even the, like, literary dude bros, they all, like, jerk off about Carouac and shit like that. But like, I'm sure they don't get the like, not that I've read it, but going off of what you say, I'm sure they like either don't get or ignore any homoerotic or gay, like explicitly gay scenes that happen and just take it as like, oh, look how deep I am. I'm going to go literally on the road because I'm reading on the road. Like, ugh, <laughs> like, I
2: love that little scene because they literally roast Xander and then he's like, oh, Okay, uh everything's fine. You could actually just like not make fun of me or or make fun of me. I don't know. it's like a weird little bit where Buffy roasts him and he doesn't realize she's roasted him yeah until like Cordelia.
0: What does Buffy say
2: she, she says, makes fun of him.
0: She says mm-hmm. something about a dumpster. I'm gonna look up the trends. I'm gonna do my Giles thing and look up. Because so She literally, like, says something, like, about a dumpster, and it's, like, ooh. Yeah. Like, even so I'm, like, that's a little well, harsh for Buffy. Well, because, I mean, Cordelia comes in and is super
1: harsh to her, but Cordelia is, like, in this moment is super harsh to everyone, mm-hmm. including Buffy. Like, she really lays into Buffy. Yes. Well, and, and, I, and that's you know,
3: a really harsh moment that, like, sets off the rest of the episode, is... is Cordelia's comment to Buffy like it's all normal it's all like we've been seeing this for three seasons this is how these characters interact but when she says I'm sorry this conversation was saved for people who actually have a future that like yeah mm -hmm. I don't know, it cuts deep. But it cuts deep twice, because you
2: realize by the end of the episode that, like, uh uh-oh, Cordy is, like, lashing out and foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, no, totally. Um, So the thing that Buffy says is, um, Xander says, everything in life is foreign territory, Act. he's my teacher. The open road is my school. And Buffy says, Making the open dumpster your cafeteria? And he says, "Go ahead, mock me." And Oz comes in with, "I think she just did," which I think is yes. great. <laughs> which,
3: like, no spoilers yet, but Oz has the greatest moment in this entire oh, episode. Oh yeah, totally. Can't I I consistently say
0: on this podcast that I want Oz to be my boyfriend. Like, he's my dream man you say every week, Ian. And this episode just. like just like proves that and also blonde Oz is really doing it for me every hair color he gets I'm like it's great you look great you look great you're doing great sweetie he
3: really nails the frosted tips
0: right he just really does Um,
1: I cannot wait for Oz to be off the show so I don't have to hear Ian (laughs) say that anymore
0: (laughs) listen I'm sure our listeners can't wait for Cordelia to be off the show so we can every episode stop saying how great she looks and how good she is well then you'll just start saying how
1: Anya's your favorite character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. They kind of um, do swappily really good. She's, she's um, the best. I know right? this, this episode is so sadly anya I know.
0: Um, um, so-, but, so, also, I wanted to point out: so, right, I think right before that, actually, Faith gets her knife. Mm, yes.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, did we skip that part? Yeah, she gets her we knife. We did. First. So, that's
3: that's the first scene in the whole episode yeah yeah Uh, it opens she has a little gift on the table and uh some cookies as well
0: yeah cookies um yep it's so
1: i also love this episode because that that scene is part of i think two or three scenes this episode where we really see like the mayor being father figure to faith more so than just like a business relationship Yeah.
0: Um, yeah and
1: it's like like i don't know she really has like some a hard on for that uh, for that knife. She really likes it. But
3: also, yeah, it's... I mean, it's a great knife. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I own that knife.
0: Yes. Okay.
3: Um, it's <laughs> called the Jackal oh by Gil Hibben, and I bought it about ten years ago. Not the actual one from the set, but
0: oh wait, that that's knife. like a that's not just like a thing they made for Buffy. It's like an actual. No, kind
3: of no, knife. it's yeah, it's this knife designer, Gil Hibben, and. Oh. Yeah, he made can a I, bunch of, like, fantasy-style knives and swords.
1: Um, can I ask what you do with the knife?
3: <laughs> I actually, I'm, I'm going to be real. I keep it, like, under my bed in case anyone breaks into my house.
1: Oh, my God. That would be so epic if they broke in and you would just, like, <laughs> exactly, knife. Yeah. It's, with, like, like just, <laughs> X, just, like, the X factor two of it alone, they would run away.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. But I feel like you would have to, like, rip off your shirt at the same time and be like you want to know my knife wielding skills <laughs> look at my tattoo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly i'm i'm fully prepared to do that
1: <laughs> um, i feel like i would just start speaking in like joss whedon speak and like give a long monologue and be like you, like, you don't know me. I'm crazy. I'm five by five. Like, I'm I will. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> exactly. Like, I will just, like, give a faith speech at anyone who breaks into my house and they will just run away crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But
0: it's but also like, really weird that this knife is, like, super iconic for the show, but, like, she only has it for one episode. Wrong. She only
3: has, no, no, yes.
0: Yeah, she only, <laughs> she only she only, has, only it. has
3: it for one episode, but Buffy reclaims it later. Yeah, and,
0: then and cetera, I mean stabs. But I mean, it's weird that like it's iconic as being like oh, like the mayor gives her. it to her, and it's Faith's knife, and then she uses it against Faith. When like I don't know, she could, Buffy could have used any knife to like go against. But
3: Faith. it was the first thing that faith ever
0: owned that's true so i guess it's more like like fuck you and i'm gonna kill you with your knife
3: exactly
1: well it was kind of like so we've talked a lot on the show about how faith is supposed to be like the lower class slayer like she's definitely like comes from a poor background so i think what you said about her owning something is really poignant but also it's about her like she owns clothes and shit but it's about her something owning real owning something really nice it's like when people say bullshit about like hey should poor people, like, be able to buy, like, nice things? It's like, yes, like, they should. Yeah. And the fact that Faith owns something that is, like, s- that she calls a thing of beauty, it's probably really special to her. And that her, quote-unquote, father gave it to her.
3: Right, yeah, and it was a gift. I think that's huge as well, is that it's not just something she bought for herself, it's something that, like, connects her to Mayor Wilkins.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, that, that is true. Um... Um, excuse me. Um, Still, uh, <laughs> so much build-up for this little cop.
1: I, know. <laughs> um, I also wanted to say that the Cordelia Xander scene, I think, is supposed to like escalate the tension between them because in the next episode in prom like we're gonna see them kind of reconcile in a way and like finally get past everything that happened in Lover's Walk, which was like ten episodes ago by this at this point. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Right. That I mean that's true. Yeah. I I think also it's really absurd. No matter which scenario you're looking at it from the person who's just viewing this episode from the first time, or us who know that, like, oh, she actually works at that store, why the fuck does she have all those acceptance letters just with her?
1: Well, they were in her backpack, (sighs) right?
2: No, they were in her like little purse that she for some reason had on a chair in the middle of the store just like ready to go
0: yeah
1: (laughs) well cordelia chase was the original i have all the (laughs) receipts i I have the receipts. she's like
0: someone's gonna try to call me stupid and i'm gonna have every one of these letters to show someone (laughs) wait
2: is that a gift yet like someone (laughs) should make that a gift to do the i have the
0: Um, I will make that because I gift the whole episode. So I recorded it. (laughs) Um, so thank you, Christina, for that idea. Also, I wanted to point out when they have the, um, fight, well, not the fight, but like when they're all making fun of Xander and then Cordelia comes in and is like really mean Willow actually defends Cordelia Willow said like Xander, I think Xander and Buffy are talking about how she's like extra Cordelia and Oz even says something like that was a lot. And Xander's like, yeah, she's been like this, blah, 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 blah. And Willow says, you have to stop goading her, Xander. Like, Willow actually, like, understands that, like, Cordelia, like, at this point, Willow just sees it as Cordelia's still upset that, like, she found out her boyfriend was cheating on her and then had a pole stabbed through her side. So, of course, she's understandably upset. But, like, also she's going through shit that they don't even know about, about the tax fraud or whatever that her dad does. Um, and it's really it's also, sorry. No, no, no. It's just, for me. It's just really weird. And I, for me, I love Willow. So I appreciate it that Willow, even though her and Cordelia really probably are the least amount of friends in that group, she's still like, hey, like, stop bothering her. Like, let her be. You know. Right, well,
3: I mean, she was partially responsible for what happened to yeah. Cordelia. So like, she, she can't, can't just, just sit, sit there and be like, like well, like, yeah. Let's yeah. allow Xander to be the misogynistic douchebag that we all know he is, like yeah. which he is, and everyone forgives him for, which <laughs> is really unfortunate. but <laughs> she uh, she has horses in that race.
1: <laughs> yeah, I also think that there is a factor uh, there of Willow and that Willow speaking to Xander as like his best friend because I think that like, there's a level of friendship where you're always on the person's side and you're like, oh yeah, like, Cordy was being a dick. But then there's also the level of friendship where you can be honest and be like, no, Xander, like, you also, like, play a role in how you actually play, like, when she comes over to insult her, you totally fall for it every time. And, like, you need to not do that. Yeah.
2: But there's also this bit which I think they do well with Xander and Willow, um, which is that sometimes, I don't know, sometimes if you're, like, a teenage girl and you're friends with a douchey dude, half of your friendship can just be like, oh, I have to try and keep you in check from being your worst fucking self, which is (laughs) not work anyone should be doing, but it is kind of accurate to that kind of friendship.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel like, Yeah, I'm sure, especially, I'm sure teen girls go through that a lot with, like, oh, well, we're friends with men, and these men are teens, and are probably the worst. No.
1: Gosh, Ian, why don't you mansplain being a teen girl to our guests? (laughs) No, because,
0: I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, I meant, like, because I was gonna say, like, as a gay guy, I have to explain that to, like, other guys, so I can only imagine it's a million times worse As is what I meant. I didn't say the beginning part. And then I'm sorry. Continue, everyone. (laughs)
1: Don't sorry. I'm just, I'm being a a Cordelia to (laughs) your (laughs) Xander. Don't call me Xander. Um, (laughs) We should
3: all be Cordelias to each other, Xanders.
1: Yeah, we should. No,
3: we should all be Cordelias
2: to each other's. Buffy. Yeah, I don't know. Not Xander. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to <no>. be Xander.
1: <laughs> I don't want um, that. <laughs>
2: so, so we're all Buffy.
1: Yes. So the next scene is Buffy. Speaking of Buffy, is Buffy um, talking to Wesley and Giles about maybe wanting to move away? And we we here I at Slayer '98 always love to talk about the inconsistencies in like Slayer rules. And I don't know why, all of a sudden, there's some rule that the Slayer has to be on the Hellmouth, because Buffy's, like, the first Slayer on the Hellmouth in a long
0: time.
3: Right. No, it's... Inconsistent.
0: Because Faith wasn't on the Hellmouth, Kendra wasn't on the Hellmouth, like, and they were active Slayers, so why the fuck can't Buffy, like, like...
1: and like spike has killed a a slayer in china during the boxer rebellion i'm sure that she didn't just fly american airlines to china for that like, <laughs> there are slayers everywhere
3: apparently there's another hellmouth in chicago though that's true
1: in cleveland yeah yeah that's true in
3: cleveland or she wants to
1: go to chicago for northwestern but the other hellmouth is in cleveland Of course. But, like, I think the thing is that, like, there's Hellmouth, and that's, like, a mystical convergence, but that there's, like, evil shit anywhere. Yeah. Right. Like, because Buffy is in Sunnydale, everyone in Cleveland just, like, gets killed by vampires every night, and literally no one is protecting them, (laughs) and that makes Buffy selfish.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, I always think about that, because, like, in The Wish, when they're, like, oh, the Slayer's in where the other Hellmouth is, so does that mean every other city is like the wish where people are just dying constantly and they all have to wear like dark colors and have a curfew like in this world.
1: <laughs> well, that one was only because the master had risen. That's true. That's true. Everywhere but, else is just, that they live in fear when the lights go, when the, when the nighttime comes that they're all going to die. Yeah. That's Wait, like-
2: can we talk about how bad, um, what's his name? Wesley's suit. <laughs> is in that scene?
0: I think it's his suits, giant and boxy. I think his suits are ill-fitting awful. on purpose.
1: I feel like well, they just, almost always are because they just want him to be dorky. The only time I actually think he looks good in a suit is at the prom. Yes, there yeah. he looks right. good. But, but that's him.
3: the problem: is that Alexis Denisov is actually like a hot guy, <laughs> and
1: well, if, yeah, they, no, they if really you... have to dud him up, like he exactly, is, like they he did could it. Get it any day.
3: They
2: they dudded him up.
1: Yeah. Um, But so I actually think that this episode is peak bumbling Wesley. Like they really work really hard to alienate Wesley in this episode. And because then there's so during this conversation is when he says the by the power invested in me by the council, I forbid it. (laughs) And he makes this weird little like hand motion with his hands. And it's just like it's becoming increasingly clear that he has like so little power in that group because then right directly after is like when they're all making the plans for what to do at the, at the like town hall or whatever, or not town hall, you know what I mean? Like the mayor's office. Yeah. And he can't get a word in and like, they make the whole plan without him.
3: Yeah. Well, it's, it's just what happened to Giles at the very beginning of the series Where he was, like, very uptight, and he had plans, and then he met Buffy, and that changed everything for him. He was like, oh, I can actually put the power and the decision-making into this young girl who is so smart and strong and 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 Wesley hasn't learned that yet but our whole team has learned that the Scooby gang knows like
0: yeah and like what to do and you know i mean he says like i demand you listen to me and they're all kind of like literally they all have like such shitty faces on like they're all like oh my god all right whatever what are you going to say and they like let him talk and then they're just like we already have a plan and then he like you i almost feel bad for him because they're consistently totally disregarding him, but also he is a bumbling fool oh, absolutely um, yeah, um I also wanted to say, um, I really like when he I think it's bef- it might be before this or is it after this? yeah, it's before this the first scene of when she's talking to him and they're talking about. Um, her leaving, he looks at her and he says, by the power invested in me in the council, I say you can't leave. And Buffy just looks at him, rolls her eyes, and walks away. And Giles says something like, oh yes, that should settle it. Like, I love that. That's like, so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Go
3: fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, and like, I love Giles being annoyed with Wesley. Like, I love Giles having to be paired with Cordelia or Anya, or even Wesley, because like, He's so done with it, and he also knows Buffy so well. he knows like he knows how to deal with her, he knows she's not gonna listen, and right. like she's gonna do what she wants, yeah, and this is
3: the not the first, and absolutely not the last time that she challenges yeah. the watchers, yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. Uh-huh. Any
3: dry-cutting
2: Giles is a lovely, lovely Giles.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> Honestly, uh-huh. that's so true. Like, when, like, I and mean, we were talking about it, I think, what episode was it with um, Balthazar, where he talks about Ugh. rubbing those hard-to-reach places right in front of his face. I yeah. just love cheeky Giles so much.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, like, it's really weird that I appreciate... I almost appreciate how nice the mayor is to Faith, like, she is consistently failing at all of these things she's supposed to be doing, and he's just like, it's okay, no big deal, we'll do it next time, and like, he reassures her that like, even if Buffy came in right now and said she wanted to fight with him, and like, be on his side, that he would turn Buffy down because he has the slayer he needs. Wait, what is faith messing
1: up? I disagree with that reading. Well, I, yeah, I was about to say about that to
0: a duel well, in this episode when he's like, oh, i I owe that guy money, and she's like, "Oh, I killed him like, but okay, so prior to that, she like they still talk about how she's upset about angel, and he says like, "Oh, well, it's not your fault. He has bad taste. Um, and like she failed at getting angel to turn evil. She failed at killing Willow or Buffy. Like all the things he wanted her to do prior to this.
3: Okay, so prior to this episode. Yeah, yeah. prior
0: to this episode, she didn't But this
3: was her this was her redemption episode. This is where she Yeah, she brought back the box and they didn't have to pay anything. She was the one who brought Willow in like surprise. We have collateral like
1: I don't think I think that you're giving an ungenerous reading to Faith as a minion. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't kill any of the Scoobies, so... Yeah, I don't think that Mr. Trick would have been able to do that either. I think that's well, just because... I well, think duh, chief... no one can. <laughs> well, The actually, mayor the is
2: very can, funny. An,
1: Uber, an Uber vamp can. That's true, eat. that's true. Um,
3: <laughs> I, can I just tell everyone the mayor, Wilkins, um, also was featured in an episode of The West Wing as, like, I think, like, the agriculture head or something, he was the guy that, like, during the big speech, what is it, the... the
1: State of the Union?
3: State of the Union was left behind at the White House,
1: Um, and it was
3: Mayor Wilkins, and I was like... Don't do that.
1: Yeah, wait, there's a term for evil,
3: that. There's, but it's a different an, a, television show.
1: There's a term for that. And it's the term, it's the, it's the name of that new Keeper Sutherland show. Yes. The yeah. person gets left behind so that if like something, if, like something happens. Right. They get to survive and be the president. Oh wait, really? <laughs> yeah, they,
3: yeah. Yes. It is because everyone else is at the state of the union and this one person has to stay behind. And it's, like...
1: Designated survivor. D- yes.
3: Correct. Yes. Nailed so it. So, like...
1: And they, they, they rotate it so that, like, if, like, God forbid something happens, you know, like, there will be someone who survives and not everyone in the government is there.
0: Right. Is it always but just, but like, a random a person?
1: person? Well, it's someone from the cabinet, and I guess it's chosen. Yeah. Oh. Oh. But it's amount.
3: someone super random. Like, like non-important person from the cabinet. Mm. Yeah, it's like the, you're 27th in a row to be <laughs>
1: president.
0: Um, Definitely want that.
2: Yeah. Right
0: now. I mean, Maybe. yeah, yeah, that'd be great. They, they'd probably still be, be a racist at this point. I would a to be our president.
1: Um, so I just want to point out that this scene is where we first see Willow's amazing dress. Yes. And I just, I really stand for this outfit. <laughs>
2: It's so good. <laughs>
1: like, it's it's not over the top bad, the way the, like, sweater. But, I mean, I know it's iconic, the sweater from Doppelganglin. But, like, it's not over the top. It's just, like, the costume designer found this one dress that had, like, vaguely Wiccan symbols on it. And we we're just like, yes, like, Willow wears this
0: floor-length <laughs> Like, nailed it. Got yeah. it. This one.
3: <laughs> it's not. It's kind of sexy, is all I'm saying. (laughs) It's it's this kind of, like, sexy, tight, red and black thing, which I think is coming from the Wish episode.
1: Well, it's like, well, because the, um, well, you know, okay, this is making me think so many things. Because before we got on the phone, Ian and I talked about how this episode really is a Willow episode, because she goes through so much. Right and and now that you bring that up, like post doppelganglin like Doppelganglin just happened, and Willow has kind of awakened, you know, to saying that she doesn't want to be old, reliable, and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. this episode kind of is check uh, caches that check right that she wrote in that episode, and and um she is a badass, and she's wearing so uh, yeah, it's not like obviously sexy, but it's form fitting, and it's not like the sweater that covers her up. It's like. Showing that she has a body.
2: It's sexy for Willow.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Especially for al- season three Willow. It's
2: also a dress that would do really well in the current 2017 fashion moment. Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> like, pink velvet is very in right now. Also, <laughs> witches? <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> um that's really accurate um i i mean i really like it when she puts the jacket on for me then the outfit comes together i love i love like i what do you call those jackets that she's wearing where it has like the white is it a peak it's not a pea coat no but it looks like it's one of oz's jackets and i think she wears it in another episode but i really like the like bright pink with like the dark colored jacket i'm into that look Good. But, like, good of course, I wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> so, then they go to the mayor's place to go get the Gavrocks, because Buffy saw Faith bringing them in. Um, the box of Gavrocks. Yeah, and, like, it's almost... It's so silly that they, like, have this, like, Mission Impossible pulley thing. Right. Like, um, you know what's it's gonna insane. go
2: wrong. Yeah,
0: like, it seems very un-Buffy that they where did they have it that's yeah. what i want to tell like where did they have it where did they pull this out from
1: where did they get this lever system <laughs>
3: well also like if you really think about like buffy's strength from like even the first few episodes like she could just jump down there grab right? it, and jump leap all the way up
1: because like, it's not that far that before, right? In the yeah. first episode, she jumps over the school gate.
3: Exactly over the school gate. She's like, "Oh,
1: I don't care. that right. It's a closed she campus." She should throw, Yeah, she could throw the box upward to, to Angel, to Angel, mm-hmm. and then jump up and he grab her.
0: Yeah, it's like but, really unnecessary.
2: <laughs> but also the fact that like they have them. Caught up in this stupid hijinks moment <laughs> where it's like, Oh, I'm Angel and I can't figure
3: out a fully
2: system. What do we do? Right, he can just grab right.
1: the rope and pull her up because he's right like a vampire yeah.
3: and has Super
2: strength.
1: <laughs> many
0: solutions. So many
1: ways to solve this problem, and somehow the solve is like, Well, I guess we're gonna jump down into the lion's den. Yeah,
0: but I appreciate that, like, they know it's absurd. And, like, I I love Buffy just, like, holding the box and saying, like, don't suppose you want to help me get down? Like, for me, that's (laughs) such a good, like, oh, we know this moment's absurd, so we're going to have her say something absurd. But
2: Sarah Michelle Gellar also looks uncomfortable in that police situation. I'm sure she is. (laughs) Can
0: we talk about
1: how, like, the box is literally, like, looks at, like it's in the boardroom where they have town council meetings. <laughs> right. And, like, it's not even in a secret room. Like, it's literally, like, in a, in a room where the door has windows <laughs> like, to it. Well,
3: and later the mayor comes and he's like, well, I just redesigned this room. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm
0: so sorry. <laughs> it's like, maybe don't keep your mystical evil spiders in that room then. Totally. Yeah.
3: There's got to be, like... <laughs> A broom closet.
0: Like, the one that
3: you put Willow in.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: the fucking... But But also that the box has mystical, evil spiders, billions of them. (laughs)
1: Right. So, the, the
2: 50 billion so this, of them or something.
1: The box which has 50 billion spiders is right there in the open, but the books of ascension are in a broom closet. Like, what? Right. Totally. <laughs> that, they, that they they also lock Willow in the room with the books of ascension. It's like
0: No, are, no,
3: they don't. They she escaped from the room. Oh, you're right she, right. she
0: right right, 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 right. Um, also can can we talk about that scene now because I love mm. the scene with her and Faith. Yes. Are we there yet, Matthew? We can be there. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, because that happened... Yeah, we're there. Yeah, we're we're there. there. Um, So, I... For me, that, like... I literally, like, clasped my hands together. Because I was so proud of my Willow. And I, you know, like, she... Literally, Faith could snap her neck with a hand. Like, Faith is a vampire slayer. She's super fucking strong. And, like, Willow knows magic and did kill that vampire, which I was very proud of her with a pencil. Um, but, like, I love that she stands up to Faith in, like, a, like, Faith's like, Oh, you didn't give me that speech? Say we're all friends? And Willow's like, No, we're not. You missed your chance. Like, for me, that's so, such a big Willow moment, because she knows Faith literally could murder her with her bare hands. You know? Right. And like this
2: whole season he, like Willow builds her confidence and it's really cool to see.
0: Yeah, like and it's like subtle moments like like even after Faith punches her, which like I imagine hurts a million times more than a regular person punching you and Faith's like I hurt you, you hurt me and Willow says, "Oh, and here I thought you just didn't have a comeback." Like, ah, it's so good. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm so proud of you. I would probably be crying if Faith punched me, but I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
3: right, but she knows that she has that power. Yeah. And and that's like sort of, again, a very formative episode for Willow where she realizes that she like has intellectual power over
0: yes other people.
3: And she, she knows that she is a bait. Yeah. And she knows they're not going to kill her because...
0: They need the Davrocks. They need
3: the fucking box and spiders. (laughs) (laughs) They need the 50 billion spiders.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But she,
3: you know, she she knows that she is bait. Yeah,
0: that's true. Um, So then we get them all arguing... And it reminds me of when they argue, and now I can't remember, Alyssa, Matthew, I'm going to turn to the two of you as the experts. Whatever episode it is, I can't remember if it's in Becoming or not. Or if it's in the beginning of this season when Angel comes back, when Xander's like, oh, like when he murdered Jenny Callender and they all start yelling at each other, and it's like really intense because it's like, oh, these people never scream at each other. That's what that reminded me of. You know what I'm talking about?
3: I'm going to be real. I don't actually remember what episode you're talking
1: about.
0: But do you remember that scene? I do, but I don't. But do you guys remember that scene? Like Xander says that. And Mm -hmm. I think Giles is like, don't you ever. And then they like argue about that. It might be in becoming when they're talking about re insoling him. It really might be. But so, like.
3: Right, right. Is it worth it to like give him a soul? But so
0: that's what that reminded me of. And I really, I don't know. I thought that scene was really good. And I always think. It's intense when they argue because we know how much they love each other. And, like, they're, I mean, you say this all the time, Matthew, they're each other's chosen family, which is a big deal. And they really are. And for, like, even Giles to be arguing, and Buffy's like, you're taking Wesley's side? And they're arguing about saving Willow, which, like, of course they have to do. Um, And then handsome, wonderful Oz silently gets up and just fucking chucks that thing across the room. And then it's like, argument over.
3: But I, th- I think I that, that like this is... This
0: that. Sorry,
3: Matthew, you go.
1: Sorry, I don't like when Oz does that. He's being a drama queen.
0: What? But his girlfriend's, wow. his girlfriend's captured by an evil, immortal mayor and slash evil vampire slayer.
1: Yeah, I get it, Ian. You don't want to say anything negative about Oz and <laughs> but I just don't... I Wait don't know, till we like, get to season
0: four. I have plenty of bad things to say about
1: Oz. <laughs> but I I don't... I don't know. It's just also, to me, like... I guess that's the whole thing, is that, like, Oz is a quiet storm, and he's mostly quiet, and then the storm takes a long time, and then, like, he gets there. Mm. Um, But it's... I don't know. Like, I I understand why he does it, because he just wants to cut to, like, let's save the willow part. But yeah. it's... um I don't know. It's a really good scene, and I feel like... I I never like when Oz does that. I never, like, that moment I've just never liked as a choice.
3: I think that it's a really good scene because as a viewer, you really don't know what side to take. And you love Willow. You have always loved Willow. And she is your priority. But also, Wesley's not wrong. Thousands and thousands of lives. Like, let's just fucking save them and do what we need to do but you kind of as a viewer you're not allowed to make a decision until Oz makes it for you.
1: Well, I And I... and
3: right before he destroys it, Wesley says, "We have the means to end this ascension." And Oz destroys those means.
1: Um no, I think it, I, I think that you bring up an interesting point because I think that like Whenever Buffy does a fight, it's really good at showing all of the sides because like, and it yes. really is good at bringing out the, that the characters, even though they're a cohesive unit, they also are individuals and they're not gonna like they're not going to fall on the same side in a lot of things. And I guess because I, like I said, I see what Oz is trying to do, and he's just trying to be like, listen, we all love Willow, and like, isn't it one of those classic morality questions? Like, if you could you know, push a button and save 100,000 people, but someone you know would die? It's, like, one of those morality questions, right? Yeah. Like, what's more important to you is, like, saving this person that you love or a random amount of people dying. And usually the the moral question is, like, save as many lives as you can. So that's why Wesley is in one way correct. But, like, you don't want to lose Willow. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. But I think the point of the entire show, and I would say this also is true about harry potter is that like they survive and they win because they keep their their strong relationships and friendships going
0: yes well
1: oh totally so i think it's like one of those things where you can say like you're being short-sighted like we can't save willow we're gonna lose all these people of Sunnydale, but then you're kind of be like, well, we can't be short-sighted because if we save Willow in the end, she will help us, like, they don't yet know this, but, like, she will help us defeat Adam and defeat Glory. So, like, keeping right. her in the long run is also helpful because they won't be able to do other things in the future that will save people without her. Yeah. yeah that's...
3: She might also try to kill entire <laughs> but <laughs> we don't need to talk about that right
1: now. <laughs> what? Uh, also,
0: so, I-, I think sorry go ahead I, I of note, I really love the meeting in the cafeteria I love that oh, yeah. whole scene um also it's insane that that's the first time the mayor and Buffy meet
3: yeah
1: like that's the first time they have like, like their, a conversation yeah they're feeling uh you know hero banter and stuff but also like Wilkins has that like fucking like Emmy-worthy monologue about what's going to happen between him and Angel. It really her. is good. <laughs> and it's so brutal, because I mean, we obviously know what ends up happening with her and Angel, and we're going to see that in prom, because that's where they
0: officially break up. And it's so, a prelude mm. to Joyce's speech uh, to Angel and prom. So
2: much foreshadowing.
0: Yes. Oh, Alyssa, sounds like you disagree. No, that was oh, okay. Christina. Oh, okay.
3: And I think she <laughs> agrees.
0: I, I agree. Yeah, I think it's so good. And, I mean, he's he's right. Like, it sucks to be like, oh, this evil villain who's trying to, like, destroy the world is kind of right about my relationship. Like, ouch. You know? But he is right. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: and I am team Angel more than team Spike, more than team Riley.
1: But, like... I'm team Riley. Uh.
3: <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm team Spike.
0: That's...
3: Interesting, I'm Dean Spike
0: as well, Christina. <laughs> but
3: oh, I just, he's
2: right. He is. Okay, wait, can we talk about, so when the fight scene gets crazy and then at one point one of the um, the principal's goons like opens the box for a second, there's, if you watch that closely, um there's a moment where he, like, opens the box and the spider that, like, jumps onto his face, you can see that actor, like, pushing the spider onto his face. <laughs> and it's very goofy. <laughs> and I didn't notice it, but um, my boyfriend caught that moment and was just like, wait, he just pushed that spider
3: onto his face. <laughs>
0: it's a lot. It's <laughs> like, some
3: classic, like, stage combat move where you like pull the aggression in to but you hold it there yeah
1: i think it's also really funny because like i think i always think about that with a lot of shows like they were not written with the what's the word like they were not written with the expectation that people would be able to like pause and rewind yeah like it was kind of like you missed it oh good because it
0: was like supposed to be a trick of the eye (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um and like
2: But also that the thing in the box is a spider that's gonna jump on your face and try and eat your face. It's
0: so <laughs> funny. It's very um... Absurd. Also, when the spider jumps off his face, once he's like dead, he blinks, which I noticed this time. Oh, what? <laughs> the, the guy yeah. like literally blinks. Um, you had one job, and it was <laughs> yeah,
3: seriously. You're like the dead, dead, dead body. Like, blink. don't
1: blink, buddy boy. Like literally, the job description was don't blink for three seconds. Be for, the guy, like, play oh, dead. Man, I got a little piece of the
0: spider in my eye. Ooh. <laughs> he, like, had...
1: Um.
0: So also. So, Matthew and I discussed this, and I, we were wondering what you guys thought. Um, do you, I think that Faith saves Wesley when she throws the knife. Do you, what do you think, what, how did you read that scene? I took it as she didn't want Wesley to die, so she throws the knife to save him, to save one of the Scoobies. How do you I guess? think that it's just that she needs to kill the spider. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah I never that she got needs that.
0: To kill the spider.
2: Really, and I, then yeah. there's that longing scene of yeah. her like, wanting the knife. the knife. It's nothing about Wesley. She's just like, "Fuck."
1: She's my really knife. like, Fuck knife. which I don't understand why she can't just walk up to them and get the knife. Like at that point, we're all very clear that no one here is gonna fight. Like the principals here, there's like cops there. Everyone has what they want. She could have just. Walked up to them intimidatingly and like taken the knife out of the wall and walked away.
2: Also, the principal being like, "Why couldn't you just?"
1: <laughs> That's it's
0: so good.
1: It's a good line. It's I, one of
0: my favorite Snyder lines. I think I think that actor is like really good. Like as I a mean, pencil. that
3: guy when he showed up on Buffy was very exciting for me because he's Quark, Quark on yeah. Deep Space Nine. <laughs> and
0: I, I was like.
3: <laughs> what the bartender from fucking (laughs) star trek the like
0: sassy bartender (laughs) yeah
3: exactly the one who's like he's you know he's he's not a Ferengi like awful
1: Ferengi (laughs) yeah I've never
3: seen kind of an asshole
1: I've never seen any Star Trek I've only seen one episode of the one with Whoopi Goldberg next generation next generation. yeah. Um, Yeah. But I love that so far the only thing I know about Star Trek is that Whoopi Goldberg is a bartender and Armin Zimmerman is a (laughs) bartender. That (laughs) is (laughs) correct. And that's all you need to know. It's really just like cheers in space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Whoopi Goldberg plays more like therapist bartender. Quark Mm. plays like sassy gossipy bartender. Yeah,
3: you don't want to fuck with that guy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I, that's, I mean, that's all I have to say about this episode. I really like this episode. I actually forgot how much I liked it until I watched it, rewatched it. Can latest. I say
3: one more thing about this episode? Of course. At the very end of the episode, Willow comes and is like, I am gonna go to UC Sunnydale with you. And it's this great moment between Willow and Buffy and, They have this moment where Buffy tackles her in excitement (laughs) that that they're going to the same school. And then this terrible moment of, I don't know, it must have been the director of the episode, where they just sit up and say, but you don't have to come to school with me. You should do what you want. And it's so awkward and ridiculous
1: I literally, I wrote that down too. Like, why does Buffy think that Willow is doing something just for her? Like, right. it's really like, no,
3: like
1: it's really like, um, what's she gonna call it? um, uh, Regina George in Mean Girls or something, where she's like, not everyone is in love with you. Like, that's really Buffy at that moment being like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like, go to your own college. And Willow's like, this has nothing to do with you. Calm the fuck down. I really do appreciate that Willow said so that. so
2: true of Buffy, because like, her whole life is like oh god save everyone but everyone around her all of her friends she is kind of regina george to them and it's like oh why are you guys so obsessed with me sometimes (laughs) like she cares about other people
3: but she's very self-absorbed
0: yeah well yeah i mean that's why i relate to her (laughs) <laughs> um also, I'll
3: relate to her. Also
0: I wanted to point out, um, like you said, there's a lot of I mean they always do this in the show with the foreshadowing, but she tells Wesley when they're arguing, I wanna take the fight to him, and then it ends up not going so well, Willow gets captured, blah blah blah. But like that's something they don't do again until the final season. Like, in the mm-hmm. final season is when Buffy's like, you know, blah 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 blah, blah. the is gonna try to swallow me, well it's gonna choke. We're bringing the fight to them, I'm prepping you all for battle, we're going. And like
3: wait till the final season or the final episode the, the is... final
0: the final season cuz they go to they go to the battle in this season they know he's going to be at graduation they do prepare but they're not like attacking yeah. him before okay. he's there i am going Fair. to
1: disagree with you 110% uh per usual why do you disagree <laughs> so in season 4 they decide to storm the initiative because they know that Adam's plan is coming and they don't want to sit around and wait for it because the plan is that he wants to do the whole like turn everyone to a zombie army thing. So they actually get the schematics to go into the initiative. And then in season seven, even before that, she says she has that whole speech about how Nathan Fillion's character is where the power is, so they have to storm it to go get the power, and that's when everyone dies and Xander loses an eye. And
0: then they all so banish like, her and kick her out of her house and it makes me really angry. <laughs> right. So they all so she does that a couple of that's more true. times. That's so okay, like, that's fair. But it and works then, um, at the
1: end of seasons. <laughs> but I will say that at the big standout is season five, where they decide to get on a bus and run away.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but also it makes sense <laughs> why they run away. <laughs> like, I love that when Anya's like, finally, a sensible plan. Like, <laughs>
3: no, but, it, it, but you're running away because you're protecting one of your own, yeah. which is the exact same conversation we were having in this episode.
0: That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... How do we grade this episode? Christina, you start.
2: Oh, okay. Um, B+.
3: Plus.
0: Ooh, Aly- very decisive. So yeah, quick so I know. Quick. I it. No one's ever that quick, Alyssa. All
3: right. Um, I'm going to give it two out of seven sides.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> Matthew?
1: Uh, you're the, I will just say, you're the only person we have ever let get away with not giving it a letter grade. Yeah,
0: <laughs> But because you have a scythe on your ba- tattooed on your back, yeah. you're allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I am going to give it an A minus.
0: I'm going to also give it an A minus, Matthew. Look, we agreed. Oh. luckily. Um. Adorable. Okay, so, thanks for being on, and... If everyone wants to follow our podcast on Twitter, you can follow us at SlayerFestX98. And if you would like to follow Matthew on Twitter, you can follow him at MatthewRodriguez, one T, a G, and a Z.
1: If you want to follow Ian Carlos Crawford, you can follow him at IanXCarlos.
0: And Christina, where can everyone follow you?
2: Uh, at Christina Monlos on Twitter, which is spelled weird. I guess because it's Christina with a K, and then
3: Monlos is M O N L L O S.
0: And Alyssa, where can they find you?
3: You can follow me on Twitter at A Quinsat, A Q U I N S A A T. However, my handle will be changing very soon. Right.
0: Well, when we tweet out the episode, it'll have your handle. Ooh, it. mysterious! It's gonna be great. I, I know. know. It's real <laughs> sexy. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for being on. You're all wonderful, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.